can handle the risk, go for it. Great. Hey everyone, welcome to the Be Revolutionary podcast. I am your host, Andrew Perry. This is the podcast where we interview top-selling realtors, entrepreneurs. We dig deep, we get into their stories, their motivations, and we teach you how to revolutionize your business. This is episode one in the new studio, so I'm super excited. Uh, we've got Fred DeCarlis here, uh, head coach of our Milton branch. Yes, and, sir. Um, you've, we've, we've had these... Uh, connections these interactions now three times three I think, times yeah because did you not come on twice for the for the the first and one the first one yeah there was did technical issues uh, and then we did the one in niagara lake yeah now we're here yeah and now so technically yeah. four i guess yeah but yeah, now yeah. yeah right on so how have you been doing i saw that you uh limped in here but then <laughs> i'm like because i saw you limped in here and then i'm like Wait, last time I saw you was the 20th office celebration the on the boat party. cruise yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in Toronto, and you had a boot on. Like, I sure did, yeah. In the middle of summer, so yep. you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> um, but that's the wrong foot. Yes, that's right. So doing sports at my age, try to keep youthful with my yeah. kid. Yeah, you're bound to get hurt. So yeah, yeah, six months ago was the ankle on this side, and now I got something on this side. Like, yeah. Just, so what was that? Keep, was basketball though? That was basketball. This and one's this beach, beach volleyball. volleyball. So I need to just stay home and do nothing. I think that's what my wife tells me. That's it. Okay. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. Well, I remember, and this is like, it's only like three years ago. So I would have been like 32 or 33 in and around there. And I was like, I was just like, I was had this urge to get back on my skateboard. It had been probably 10 years, and Gabe's like, "You're a father now." you're old now, like you can't get on a skateboard. <laughs> yeah. And so I was at uh, his her family's winery and I had like work boots on or whatever. Um, yeah, me wearing work boots, okay. But I was actually wearing work boots and I just landed a kickflip on this like 15 year old rain, like soggy skateboard. I'm like, I'm doing it, I don't nice. care what she says. How young did you feel when you landed that? Uh, amazing. There you it go. was first try <laughs> and it was on camera. Nice, so, yeah, yeah. Right? It impressed everybody. So then I got the permission. But I think you're right. I feel like, you know, we had our baseball championship two days ago, and, like, I'm still sore. And gotta I keep stretched. Moving, we got we got to keep moving. Yeah. yeah. Well, because your son plays basketball, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. right? Because I see all your, uh, uh, like, out front in your driveway, right? So it's hard, to, it's hard to give that up. Oh, absolutely. So, all right. It's good to see you. And I've had a couple of things that I wanted to chat with you about. Um, and, you know, a few things is this. The market coming into, when did you join Revel again? I apologize. When did you start the Milton office? Just over two years ago, coming on two and a half years. Was that, okay, so that was pre-pandemic. That slightly. was during. During. 2020, right. yeah. So yeah, March yeah. or April or something. Yeah. Okay. Now, because typically what happens is, you know, you join Revel and um, there's these big launches and everything. And um, with with you guys, it's been in Milton. It's been running digitally so far. Yeah. How's that been working? Uh, it was working great. And I say the word was because the, the clients don't know any difference. Right. But for us, I'm getting stir crazy. We need an office. We yes, absolutely indeed. need an office. Virtual right. is fine. We need people together. Yeah. Uh, Milton doesn't have a lot of opportunity for commercial right. property. So uh, although I thought the pandemic was going to open up a lot of opportunities, it hasn't. Mm -hmm. So we're still waiting. We're just yeah. going to jump on something, whatever. I can't wait to get this Revel yeah. physical office opened. But what I think... 
is kind of an advantage that I'm sure you're working on. Absolutely. Um, would be something like, okay, because what I'm experiencing and my coach is like, you got to sort this out, buddy. So like we try to make man meetings mandatory, yeah. but you know, as our realtors, you know, we're a team now of almost two and a half years, almost three years. And you know, the age group of my team are, you know, uh, starting to, you know, do things like have kids or do other things like with family, they're getting older, they're appreciating different aspects of their lives, yeah. right? You know, their kids are getting older. So now they're in school. Now they're in sports. And you know, sometimes they just or the kids are sick, and they can't physically make it to the office. And we've really been struggling by running an effective meeting by online, but you've been doing it the whole time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You got it. We had to do it that way. We had no other choice. Mm -hmm. And as long as the clients don't get affected, as long as the service level doesn't drop, mm -hmm. do what you got to do. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's great. And so how has, you know, the, the tools that kind of Revel provides, I mean, are, are they helping? Are they hindering? Are you doing things on your own? Yeah, absolutely. Now, I know a lot of uh, the head office uses Slack for communication. Yeah. We're not on that, but we're on pretty much everything else everything that we else, have. Yeah. yeah, which is great. And uh, the Planet Orange in the background helps us automate so much stuff. It just makes it so oh, easy yeah, so that yeah. nothing ever gets dropped. When you don't have tools doing that kind of stuff yeah. for you, you'll you'll lose things. The, you know, there'll be things on the task list that won't get done. Mm -hmm. These These alerts are popping up every morning, every day, and everyone is on track. So, yeah, huge help there. So I've, I, I appreciate that you brought that up because now if I'm remembering correctly, and I think I am, you were an IT guy. Yeah. Right. And you started in like the chat rooms. Yep. Right. You, you yeah, just, yeah. Right. So, um, what, what, what did you do again? Would you like for the, the, the subway system? I forget. What did you do? No, no. I, I was working for IBM. I was, IBM. Uh, I came from the bank system and I did IT stuff for IBM. Yeah. Uh, and we just did all their server infrastructure. So yeah, communication, right. okay. all that. Yeah. There's somebody else who, who had joined and had an IT background for the, what do you call it in Toronto? I'm sorry. I'm TTC? Gonna, there you go. The yeah, TTC. Yeah. I, forget, I forget who it was. Now I have to find that out. However, but like coming from an IT background, what do you think of KV Core? Because I'll tell you what I think. When I first started, I was like, Oh my God! What have they done? Why did they? Why did they make this mandatory for us to use? Oh, you know and what? It took me so long, and the reason why was not because I'm not an open-minded person. <laughs> it's because I had just switched CRMs, yeah, 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 and I had like two other lead gen opportunities. But you know, now it's all cohesive. I've dropped all other CRMs, and I just use KV Core. Yeah, you know what? It's It's got so many different features to it that you use what you want. And you don't have to use all of it, which is great. If you mm -hmm. only want to use the website and the leads coming in from there, fine. Yeah. If you want to use the automation, it's there too. The ads, um, we didn't use everything right at the beginning. There's no way we could have like switched mm -hmm. over everything. But as you're just using little pieces of it, it makes your life so much easier. So yeah, we've we've taken little pieces of it here and there. And now it works great as an incoming lead gen system for us. Yeah, because I, I like, here's my thing is that, I because again, we're, we're in such different markets. It's yeah, really hard time. for me to assess. But like yeah. we used to work with, oh, we still work with Agent Locator actually. But like when Agent Locator clients would call me for like, hey, what did you think of this? I'm like, yeah, we got like 100 leads. They're like, really? Uh, we only got like 10 last year. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, where's your market? They're like Toronto. I'm like, well, that's why, because you know, the cost for lead is so much lower. However, the KV core, uh, we've done 30 ads in the past 
Oh my gosh, few months, and we've had over 400 leads. That's fantastic. So the cost per lead went down to $5.60. Our cost per lead went down as well. The quality of the leads is still in the GTA market. It's different than it it's, is around. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, but when you're able to follow up in an automated fashion, that management afterwards just makes it a lot easier. Right. You're you, converting at a higher rate. What I do like, though, is that... Um, they could, the, the KV core system can actually tell you if it's a legitimate email. It's like a little green yeah. shield. Yeah, yeah. And it said, yeah, this one was used to, for LinkedIn. This one was used for Facebook. Uh, so that's what I found. If you get, you know, a lot of fake numbers, you still get like a decent, yeah, you still get a decent yeah. email, which is fine. So, okay. Speaking of different markets, how, what was the, let's walk through a little bit of, of the pandemic here. Sure. The, I am assuming for the two years, it was fairly wild, just like how it was everywhere else in Ontario. Yeah, we had two and a half months of absolutely nothing when everything was shut down. Shut down. And then as soon as it came back, it's been like spring market for two years straight yeah. until obviously February, March of this year. Yeah. It was just crazy. Prices shot up 54 to 56% was our peak in our market uh, at, at the peak. And then since then, we've seen a 20-ish percent drop, depending on the property type. So Yeah, and it, is that an, an yeah. average sale price or or units sold? Uh, average sale price. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So you see 26% from the, the apex? Yep. Yeah. I mean, that sounds about right. We're kind of... For, I hear like Toronto proper is more like 15 or something, but I yeah. mean, I don't really know that, but it, that that's interesting because we were talking off air about how Niagara-on-the-Lake is a little bit more... It, it, it kind of shot up, but yeah. held its value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the rest of Niagara, it was kind of, it, it dropped, right? Like you said, right in around that 20 to 26. So how are you navigating these things? I mean, you've been in the real estate business. Uh, it was 10 years, I think, when we talked, right? Or, yeah, or I was uh, 12 now, registered or? for 10, registered for 12 and a half now. Yeah, I've been yeah. in the business for 15 years. 15. So yeah. you've seen a few different markets. Yeah, absolutely. What do you? What is your play now for your team, for your realtors at the office, for you, obviously? What is What is your structure now? How are you, you know, presenting to clients what type of information are you giving them or, or how are you preparing them for either to list or buy we're we're not really that textbook style or you know yeah. what you've learned in the training so we're just setting everybody up for 2023 yeah. we don't do any of that forced sales or convince people to do stuff before they're yeah. not ready and that just kind of delays our income but it's always there people yes. trust us as a result so uh, we're just letting people know, don't do anything now unless you really, really have to. Yeah, I love that. Because yeah. it's risky. Yeah. If you can handle the risk, go for it. Great. If you can't, if a swing of $100,000 in a week is going to damage you for a long, long time, don't jump now. Yeah. So that's the message that's cohesive across the team and the clients that we're talking to. Mm -hmm. And when they're ready or when their risk is low enough, that's when they're going to jump. So that's an interesting concept because we've encountered where... This, I'm like, okay, so have you purchased anything yet? No. Okay, so what's the need? What? Why do you really want to sell? Yeah, you got it. Well, you know what? I, we've been here 20 years, um, and you know what? A lot of them have been divorces. I'll be honest with you. We've probably had worked with uh, about 14. We've yeah, yeah. done a bunch as so well. So yeah. that that's always tough because there's a need there. Now you've got two people that may or may not have different uh, 
a different opinion on what the host is worth, or maybe they have the same opinion, but it's way too high. And they, you can't, if you can at least get one tiny cake at the other. And anyways, so that's exactly what we're saying too. Like we're trying to dig down as to the why. And well, you know what? The neighbors went and sold for 1.3. I'm fine, Andrew. I know the markets went down, so we'll list for 1.25. <laughs> no, that's not, <laughs> not how it works. Quite there. So, yeah, but but yeah. you're absolutely right. And so what we've been doing is offering to pay for all the summer marketing. Even now is still a good time. And then that way, if things change December, January, February, we still have everything. Ready to go. Yeah. 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 Um, so in terms of since we're on the topic about how you're training your, your, your teams on scripts and stuff like that. Um, you've been stepping up a lot lately in helping out with the rebel education too. Yeah. Right? I love it. Yeah. I, I love that stuff. We have, uh, even rookies or whoever, it could be a veteran that's there. That's, that's yeah. on the call or on the training session. I love adding new ideas. And anytime I'm on a course as a participant, um, you always take something from it. Mm -hmm. Even if the whole hour or day or whatever isn't exactly what you need, you're always taking something out of it. Mm -hmm. So being in the business for 15 years, I'm always learning. You're always learning. So if I can give that opportunity to whoever the audience is, brand new agent that's fresh or someone that's been around, yeah. to just pull one thing out of the courses that we teach, uh, it, it's a good day and it's a use of my time that, that really pays off. That's good. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah. And so how, what type of... You know, obviously it's important, like for, because Revel Ed has 27 live classes going on throughout the year. But we've been in, since we launched that program, we've probably been in four different markets in the short time of three, four years. Yeah. So how do you keep the content relevant? Like, I mean, are you just, you, providing up-to-date data every time you're coming in or like how do you switch that up yeah so it depends on the content so i teach right now i'm teaching three classes and yeah. they might add or remove um based on what we need at revel uh, but the one that we had that was around bidding wars and how to handle yeah. bidding wars right it's not relevant if it's called handling yeah. bidding wars. So I changed the content just a little bit yeah. by talking about multiple offers. Right. Because the rules of bidding wars and all that still apply if there's only two offers or three offers in right. place. And some places are still slightly underpricing. Some places are dropping their price and getting the attention because the buyers are now seeing an opportunity. So you still run into the situation where there's multiple offers, two, three, there's not 10 or 15 anymore for the yeah, most part. Point. But the content is still relevant because we have to know what rules to follow as realtors. We have to know how to keep our client's best interest in mind mm -hmm. and how to stay out of court. A lot of people, the, the stories we hear, right? Oh my God. Yeah, about, about, uh, about <laughs> yeah. buyers or sellers going to court and then the agents having to back them up. We got to know the rules. We have to educate our clients to make sure they're making those right decisions so we're always on the right side of the deal. I like that. Yeah, so it's always relevant, always. I love that. Mm. Sam, can you do me a favor? Can you, either on your phone or on my phone, can you pull up Fred's TikTok, Fred DiCarlos? I don't know if this is a good idea. What is, what, what is your, is it Fred Helps? It's Fred Helps. Uh, at yeah, Fred Helps. Yeah, at Fred yeah, Helps. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, go head over to Fred's uh, TikTok. Um, no, you're right because, uh, okay, so multiple offers is almost dead here. And I say almost just because I got three offers on one of my listings on Wednesday and it's been on the market two and a half months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, it's my brain kind of ticked into like muscle memory because <laughs> I haven't done it in six yeah, months. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, if I was, cause I was, we were playing baseball. It was our semifinals. And then we went into the championship. My phone was dying. My watch was dead. My computer was in the car. You thought you had a night All off. All the admins yeah. were with us. <laughs> oh yeah. And you know what? And it's, it's, it's an education is so important in that regard because you know, 
had I I was just thinking about like what if our first year realtors had to go through this? Like they'd be stressed out. They wouldn't have you know, and and, and in some brokerages you don't have anybody to call. That's why I like yeah. to go revel is you I, always have somebody to call. I must have told them five or six times on the last course that I just did. I I said call your mentor. If they're not available, call me. Yeah. We're all here to help. We don't want you in a situation that you can't give your client the best service. Mm -hmm. So don't hesitate. That's why we're all here. That's why we work yeah. this way. Well, and you know what's funny now that you're, because that's very admirable of you to offer your help, even though that you're not our mentor, right? But that's like just kind of the culture at Revel where, I mean, Emily Berry, who stepped away from her education role at Revel, still answers calls all the time, answers my call. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of something that's beaten into our culture and not like in a, in a bad way. It's just kind of yeah. like we attract the people that, you know, want to help and grow and take advantage of opportunities yeah. and, and help people and support. And that's why I think we, we sell almost more per agent in the Niagara region anyways. Um, but it, it's, it's interesting to me that if, what if I didn't know, or what if I was in my first year and I didn't have anybody to call, like how bad could that have gone? Why do you think a high percentage of realtors fail or don't renew after their first two years, right? A lot of them don't have that support. Yeah. And why would we bring them into the business if we were not going to support them? That's, I agree. That's just the way I, but, I've but, always been. So, but even still, because I mean, a brokerage could still get fined as well. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, yeah. Good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you bring up the TikTok? Can I see it? There's one that I wanted to uh, talk about. Where is it? <laughs> Which one are you looking for? Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> I think they're all all right. For sellers right now, we gotta sell this place. Less than three days left. They're going to take it off the market. We got them off. Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> no deposit check the next day. They did not bring in the deposit check the oh, next no. day. We're going to take them to court. <laughs> We're taking them to court. You know, that platform, you no got to have you got to have a little bit of fun. And, and you know, right? <laughs> there, it's it's a different audience that you have on Facebook versus Instagram versus yes. TikTok. And, and you got to be relatable and have a little bit of fun. Mm -hmm. People don't want to work with robots. People right. want to work with people that they feel they have a personality mesh with. So we got to have a little bit of fun. Yeah, I share information on there and we have, we have fun doing it. Yeah. But you got to do the occasional silly one. Why well, not? Well, but still, that even though that's silly, that's still educational. Because a lot of people don't understand deposits. A lot of people don't understand what could happen um, if you don't bring in a deposit. Yeah, I got but, a few messages off of that for people see, asking me, what, what does that mean? I thought, yeah, so Because it's interesting that. where we're finding new mediums. And as somebody who's branded themselves, and, you know, I, I don't think you're ever going to regret doing it. Uh, you know, <laughs> maybe I might, but Fred helps. You know, that's just asking for people to reach out to you. That's so, always been me. That's just my yeah. personality. And so. so where did you get the thought to hop on a TikTok? Oh, how can you not? There's a platform that's taken the world by storm. Yeah. You can sit like an old person and say, ah, that's never going to catch <laughs> on and let it happen. Yeah. Or you can see what it's all about and learn. So, Well, because TikTok actually came out a few years ago and it was before, before it was purchased by the Chinese government. I'm not even going to pretend I know anything about that but like <laughs> it was like up. it was like a dance 
It was like a dance app. That it was. was all it was. Yep. I remember downloading. I'm like, I can't dance, but this is kind of fun. And then it and then it got bought out, and then it came out as this, you know, replaced Vine. Yeah. So because you know, you said off air uh, something about your age. How old are you, by the way? Forty six. Forty six. Yeah. So forty six coming out on TikTok, and honestly, I have I've seen on Instagram people uh, like reshare your TikToks. I'm yeah. like, I know that guy. So that's interesting <laughs> because, I mean, you know, one of the most famous people on TikTok, Glenda Baker. Uh, uh, don't worry, Glenda, I'm not going to try to guess your age. Um, but uh, she is older than you because I have heard her said it on a podcast. And she's got over 1 million followers. Crazy. Yeah. Um, okay. So now let, let me talk about this. Now with the changing market, um, what is, you know, next for Fred? Is it is it? You know, I, I know you talked, you're prepping your clients for 2023, mm -hmm. but what's, what's important for the Milton branch now? Like what's your focus? Um, you know, what are you switching, you know, the way you advertise or cause you guys, you guys still do a lot of staging. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah right. Yeah, That's yeah. what you're known for. Right? Yeah. We stage every listing that we have. Uh, yeah. there's one that we have right now. Uh, that's actually tenanted, and we did uh, virtual staging on that one. Yep. Uh, number one, so it looks better, and you have to put in your listing that's virtually staged. Yes. But number two, to protect the tenant's privacy, to cover up their stuff, and they don't want everyone seeing So how do you stuff. do that? Do you just throw a green screen all over the ground? Or? You don't have to do anything. There's companies that do all that now for us. They take. They can take the stuff out? Yeah. Take the stuff out, put other stuff over top. So wow, before virtual staging was all just about like empty rooms, yes, right? And they can yes. do that. But now they have the technology where they can just cover up everything that's there. Uh, wow, the furniture, have, the artwork on the walls, that stuff. You'll yeah. have to send me that uh, yeah, yeah. that listing so I yeah. can take a walk, look Absolutely. through. So, yeah. So, I mean, like, what's what's the plan? Yeah, I mean, what's the next, you know, year look like? Um, doesn't look like interest rates are going to be dropping anytime soon, apparently. But. No, it doesn't. So, I, I have already been kind of uh, changing pace for me personally. Yeah. I've done the whole over 100 deals a year thing. And for me, it's not. Yeah, really where I want to be professionally and from a family standpoint too. Right. So I've kind of changed my my role to sell a little bit less, teach a little bit more, you know, mm -hmm. do a lot more community stuff that I didn't have time for before yes. and help the agents that are in my office. I still have my small team of four, that Fred Helps team. Yep. And we do our own thing and we have, you know, a solid base, which is great. Uh, so I want to make sure that there's business for them. Got to keep my team happy, right? You yes. know what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> and then I want to make sure I'm helping the other agents at the right. office. So- Part of that, and the number one priority right now, is finding that office location. Yeah. Uh, is getting those routes set. Because I had an office three years ago. That's when my last office closed, yeah. a physical location. So to get back open and just have more of a physical presence, now we can do more community outreach stuff and have yes. a spot where everything happens. You know how it works, that, right? That helps a lot. Because when we did like our, you know, for example, last uh, winter, we did like a, a, a Santa Claus photo shoot. Yeah. You know, so everybody got to come in and see the office, see what it looked like, meet people and, you know, put like a, you know, when they drive by, they'd be like, oh, I remember those nice, really nice people who gave us a beautiful photo. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But all right. So, but that's an interesting um, topic as well, is that, you know, 46, um, slowing down a little bit when, it, when it's not like you're turning down business, but you've got systems in place. Same thing like I do. Yeah. I'm not out there physically showing houses that much anymore, if at all. And I'm not also, you know, dealing with every single deal the way I would have normally immersed myself. Yeah. So it was that like a conscious thing to, you know, is that, you know, just to, 
I don't, I don't want to say that doing a hundred deals doesn't make you happy. I'm just saying as you grow in life, yeah. certain things become a little bit more important. So, yes. I mean, was it, was it like, um, you know, just to help you, I don't want to say mentally, but like, it's just for the next chapter in your life. Yeah. You know what? It, it's that whole concept of success. Uh, right. it's, it's what, what do you feel success means to you? Right. Do you want to keep killing it? with the bank account and making everything grow huge. Mm -hmm. That's fine. For me, kind of a light switch event happened yeah. where I was, uh, this was a few years back where I was just going through some of you know, coaching material, training material. And I noticed there was a trend. It's like, okay, how do you turn a, a five figure realtor into a six figure realtor? How do you turn a six figure realtor into a seven figure realtor? Mm -hmm. And on and on and on. It's all about, you know, five Xing and 10 Xing. Yeah. And, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe not everybody wants to do that. Right. Maybe, a, maybe, Very maybe true. you do that at a certain point. And maybe at some point, I don't want to use the word coast because that, that yeah. says like less effort, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. But just take it easy on the growth and see yeah. what's really important to you. Mm -hmm. Do I want to 10x the time yeah. with my kid? Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. That's important. While while I maybe 1.5x or 1.3x yeah. my business, yeah, growth is important because we got to pay the bills, right? Mm -hmm. And we have to get the advertising out there to make sure we have a brand that's going to sustain us long term. Exactly. But in terms of um, that flipping the switch, it was like you know what? All the training is pointing to this. I don't really need that. I'm going to figure out a way to take little elements of these things and learn ways to become more productive. And that's that's what I'm trying to teach. The, the rest of the people at our mm. office, um, the people I have in, in my little yeah. mentor circle as well. And for those that want the 10X, beauty. We can show them how to get yes. there. But those that don't, they shouldn't feel bad about it. They should figure out what works for them, right? I agree. And what I've been doing that myself is where I've been learning how to still grow the business on a, on a decent trajectory while taking myself out of the business. And, yeah. and, and what I mean by that is, is I just mean, I'm, I'm not taking myself out of the business. I'm just putting myself into a different role in the whole, um, structure yeah. of the business. But you said something interesting. You said that, you know, you take bits and pieces of what, you know, the training or what you're supposed to do or what coaches tell you to do. And I love that because my coach, you know, she'll say, and if she's watching, she's gonna be like, Angie, you jerk. Um, <laughs> but, you know, just because a coach or a training or a YouTube video or a successful entrepreneur says you have to do things this way in order to get X, I don't think that you have to feel like you need to do every exact point that they're doing. That worked for them. It might work for the median, but it's not necessarily going to work for your business. Yeah, and it could be very, very valuable to a lot of people. One hundred percent. Yeah, but absolutely. If, if you're fine tuning it to your needs, yep. that's how to get the best out of coaching and training. And all absolutely. That for sure. And luckily, yeah. my coach was one of the ones that knew what I wanted and was able to nice. switch up the entire structure of the coaching and be like, "Okay, boom. This is Andrew. This is what you need to do." Because with my business and um, you know, we've kind of, de de what's the word, departmentalized? Departmental compartmentalized? Compartmentalized? You looking for that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we have a VP of sales, who's Crystal, and yeah, then we have go. a director of ops. So it's like we have a mini brokerage within the brokerage, mm -hmm. and, it, you know, that has led to, you know, me not being able to have, worry about the day-to-day, -day, the marketing, the transactions, right? Well, I, I do the negotiations, but after that, 
Do I need to be sitting there and, and filling out all the transactions? No, that's a waste of my time. Do I need to be physically, personally training the agents, keeping them, holding them accountable? No. Am I available for support? 100%. Mm-hmm. But I like doing this. I like being in front of people and, you know, being that brand ambassador. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how has, I you know you've got a lot of support. So, you know, how does having your team kind of support your new vision? Oh, fantastic. Everybody is aligned Everyone was aligned with uh, it's okay to shut down during COVID. Um, everyone's paying their bills, right? We didn't have, yeah. we, nobody was rushing back to work because their lights were going to get shut off, right? which was good. So we eased back into it. And everyone on my small team has the same mindset in terms of growth and family time. Gabriella just had her second kid. Second kid, yeah. yeah so she's on mat leave uh, again, again, back to back. Yeah, And, and <laughs> yeah. she's that's, that's what is important to her. Of 100%. And that's great because it fits in with the team because there's no pressure for her to now come and produce family first, right? The team is, is fine. Um, Kelsey's got a couple of kids as well. They're little ones and they yep. do a lot of, you know, school activities and things like that. Yep. Janet's kids are older, uh, but she has a lot of responsibilities as family too. And, and Janet is amazing. I, she's yeah. our client care manager. I could not live without her. That's amazing. Um, so everyone on the team has the same mindset in terms of, um, growth expectations and no one's after that 10 X where they are in their careers mm-hmm. right now. Other ones at the Milton office are, and they're just starting right. out. Those are the ones that can do those different things. Yeah. Uh, so everyone's got their needs for sure. But I just think that once you lose focus of what's important and you become transactional, it's um, the clients do end up suffering, right? And yeah. people forget just because a client, you know, a client even might buy once. I've had clients by at least three or four times in my five-year career. Yeah. Where on the average, it's saying, you know, most people move every three to seven, but still, like, people don't think about that. They're like, that's not now business. So they don't think of the client care aspects of it. Yeah. And obviously for you guys, it's completely different, right? So important. Yeah. You, you mentioned transactional and it's funny you say that because we've noticed a couple of the larger transactional um, companies in town really yeah. aren't that visible anymore. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of people are much more happy with that client care. Small that team. Center, that, yeah. 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 Well, because I've noticed that as well, and there's nothing against big teams whatsoever. No, not uh, at all. all. But with, I have noticed where we've gotten a few listings and they just felt like, hey, you know what? We just didn't really get the the client care. And, you know, and like, look, I, I understand, like, when you hire the fine estates team, it's not always me. When you hire those other big teams and it's just because it's their name, that's just the name of the business. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get that particular person. Yeah. However, if you don't have a proper client care system in place, just because you're a big team, that's not necessarily an excuse. To, that's right. But that's okay. There are big teams in town uh, where, where I am that do have that great client care. Yeah, 100%. They are thriving, right? And there are the ones that maybe didn't, and that's those are the ones that we're not hearing much of anymore. You really got to be there for your clients. You I gotta, agree. You got to give them the face time, whether it's you or somebody checking in all the time, especially in a market like this, right, where mm-hmm. they need that extra attention. You can't just work for 72 hours straight burn a candle at both ends, put up a listing and have it sell now, right? Yeah, We are exactly. doing so much more. And if you're not doing stuff oh, constantly yeah. every single day or week for every listing, you're not doing that client justice. So what is Fred Help's best advice for somebody starting now in this market? Build relationships, get out there and get involved. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people start and they don't have a big 
network. They don't have a big sphere. I never used my own personal sphere for building the business. I was lucky with the, the timing and the way I started. But you have to get out there and get involved. If you just send flyers out as a new agent, no one's going to see them. They're going to throw them out. They're not going to know you, right? If you're not getting involved, getting into community, getting, you know, uh, team sports, charity events, yes. kids stuff, and you're not joining those things to get business from them. Yeah. You're joining those things to be a part of your community. Yeah. And as you become more and more a part of your community, you will create more relationships and the business will come on its own. You got to have agree. patience in a market like this, right? Because there's not a lot of stuff going on right now there, like there used to be. Yep. But if you're putting in that time, in addition to the other, obviously, yeah. campaigns you can do online, you can't ignore the in-person opportunities. So what if somebody doesn't like sports? Do you think that's a good idea for them to volunteer for something? Uh, for right? anything, yeah. charity, whatever. I, I always say, do what you love to do. And yeah, I, we've heard other people yeah. say this that's before too. For. Yeah, Absolutely. do what you love. And and for me, it's basketball. So I, yeah. I coach uh, kids basketball. I put together a uh, a weekly um, night for old guys like me in the community to get together and play. Uh, and again, just don't break. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm on the IR right now. Thank um, you, coach. But yeah, I, I I do that stuff not because I want business from the opportunities, right. because that's what I love to do. Yep. And yes, it's inevitable. You end up meeting people that end up needing help and, and eventually something might come, but that's it's, not the purpose. It's not about having expectations. Do you hope it happens? For sure. Um, but there is also, you know, doing those certain things for purpose. And Absolutely. But at the same time, like, you know, when I started hockey, I've sold five houses and they were, you know, pretty substantial sales just from playing hockey. I just yeah. show up, I play hockey, I go home. We have conversations. But do you play hockey for real estate? Absolutely yeah. not, right? Well, sorry, yeah. Yeah, but you play for hockey. I don't then... exactly play it for, exactly. Yeah. Um, I thought you meant, do I play hockey for real estate? No. Like, because we do have a Revel hockey team. Yeah, sorry, I got gotcha, That's yeah. my fault. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, and then we, I do a lot of like youth stuff as well. I was just at my son's open house uh, at his school and I was stopped by like five or 10 people, like five or six people. And they're like, um, two guys we played hockey with one, I played baseball with, um, uh, and then the rest were all because I sponsored the hockey team mm -hmm. and it was really great. And, you know, you get to spark up different conversations and then it always, always, always leads to, so what's the market doing right now? Yeah, okay. it will. Exactly. If you're but, interested in them as people. Right? Well, 100%. Yeah, your genuine relationships. Yeah, that's yeah. the important part. And and especially a guy like you that has a, a crazy huge following online. It's people that know people that know you all of a sudden recognize you and they'll start talking to you as well. Yes. Right? Oh, I saw your whatever and there's a new conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? Now we're, we're doing the home opener for the Junior A team. We've got a whole bunch of um, combination gear. So what I mean is like collaboration between the two brands. We're going to hand it out, put it in a draw for season's tickets. Nice. And I get to have free coffee and sit there and talk to people. So, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a good day. Well, I think that's about it, Fred. But I mean, is there anything else that you kind of wanted to bring up today while we're here or no? I want to know how you do it. That's what I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> Take sixty seconds and tell these people like like what what a what a, what a day in the life of you looks like because you're starting an hour with me. How are you getting all the things done that you get done? Well, I started here, um, but that's not where my day began. So that my day began around six o'clock. But you know what? I think it's um, what you talked about. You said you got to do what you love, 
And it's that old saying, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. <laughs> it's cheesy, and but it's so true. Exactly. Because yeah. I don't necessarily need to worry about buyers anymore. I have so much more free time to focus on the growth of the business, training, accountability, and you know, really building that brand awareness locally and internationally now where these types of things don't feel like work. Yeah. So I don't get stressed out about it. If I was running from showing to showing, from appointment to appointment, I would start feeling stressed out. Yeah, and what yeah, did yeah. I forget about something? But I know that I have a huge support system behind me. Andrea, Crystal, and the entire team, Gracie, uh, Becca, like, you know, our min staff, our sales team. And it's just, I don't have to worry about everything because they got do such a great job. Yeah. So nice. I think if I had to answer your questions with, you know, one quick sentence, it's you need a support system and you need to implement it, even though you might be scared that it costs a little bit. Um, but those costs will come back, you know, hopefully three times in your first year and then tenfold in your next. You are the example of that working out. Yeah, you got Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thank you. Nice. Well, Fred, appreciate it, buddy. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on, man. Exactly. Uh, when you heal up, we'll have a basketball game. We're still waiting on that Revel basketball game. But <laughs> I anyway, thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next time.